As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast, the show where we dive deep into how to stay well in your life and business. Today, we have a special guest joining us, Sarah Swanberg, a doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine and the owner and co-founder of Indigo Wellness Group. Sarah is no stranger to the preconception, fertility, pregnancy, and postpartum journey, as she has worked extensively with women in these stages of life. With her expertise, she has built a multidisciplinary clinic that offers a wide range of services from acupuncture to psychotherapy and pelvic floor therapy. But how did Sarah plan and grow her clinic? Did she have a solid plan in the beginning or did it evolve organically? We'll find out today. And speaking of services, how did Sarah decide what to add to her roster? We'll explore her decision-making process on that as well. And what advice would Sarah give to her younger self about building a practice like hers? Hint. It involves honing that intuition. But that's not all. Sarah's co-founder happens to be her sister, a dietitian. We'll hear about the unique experience of working with family. And with so many responsibilities and roles to juggle, how does Sarah decide to delegate and what to keep for herself? We have a lot to unpack today, so stay tuned as we dive into the world of working with women in the preconception, fertility, pregnancy, and postpartum journey with our guest, Sarah Swanberg. Sarah, welcome to Wellness Center Creators. Hi, Kendall. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you today. Let's start, if you could please uh, share your journey with us a bit in building Indigo Wellness Group. Did you have a plan in place? Did it grow organically? Take us through. Sure. No, there really was no plan. I, I often tell people I feel like I'm kind of along for the ride. Also, I found acupuncture as a second career. I worked in TV and commercial visual effects and post-production for a while. Uh, started getting acupuncture, was really fascinated by it. Sort of long story short, decided to just take the leap and I went back to school. And when I got out of school, I had one toddler at home and one on the way. And I just knew I had to kind of throw myself at this and see what happened and try to figure out how I was going to balance this new career that I was so passionate about and being a mom at the same time. And I started renting a room and just realized pretty quickly that I missed the environment that I had in school where I was working with other providers. But I really had no idea what to do or how to grow this thing. And along the way, the right people have just sort of fallen into place at the right time. So I added another acupuncturist to my team First, she reached out and was looking for some additional work in the area. I had happened to have a wait list at the time I was working on my first book and she was just offering to fill in, but I was like, hey, do you want a full schedule? Because I could fill you up really quickly. And and it was really beautiful the way it worked out. And then shortly after that, my my younger sister, who is a dietitian, she was working in New York City and she was making plans to move out to Boulder, Colorado 
she was looking for some advice on how to sort of get going. And we had worked together on a fertility and preconception project, really loved working together, really loved bouncing ideas off of each other. And I was like, hey, why don't you kind of come into this umbrella? I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how we do this, but I think there's a way to do it. And it was an immediate yes from her. I was like, of course, no hard feelings if you don't want to do this, but like, it could be fun. And I know like working with family is not always easy. There's things we're going to have to work out. And anyway, it's been so wonderful um, to have her on board. And she is really the co-founder of what is now a much bigger wellness group. I'm the owner of the practice and I'm really the person in the, in the clinic. She's, I think, currently in uh, Mallorca right now. So she works remotely and is able to travel. And I'm really a little bit more boots on the ground. But she joined and then we added a pelvic floor physical therapist. And as we've continued to grow and really hone what our mission is as a practice, which is creating an environment that's really supportive, not only for our providers, but for the patients and clients that are coming in the door, the right people have just really shown up at the right time. And it's wild to say that because people are like, there must be a plan. And yes, of course, like there's a lot more behind the scenes than that. But we had a therapist reach out about joining us. We had a lymphatic drainage massage therapist that recently joined the team. And I'm, I'm kind of always looking at things as far as like, well, how can we better serve the clients that we already are working with? And the puzzle pieces are just kind of filling in that way. It's beautiful. So I'm curious, what inspired you initially to focus on working with women in this essentially perinatal phase? Yeah, actually, out of the gate, I think I wanted to avoid this population because it was too fresh for me. Um, I felt like I wasn't able to sort of hold space for women going through fertility or pregnancy challenges because I was too emotionally invested in it. I've been there myself. I have two girls, but I had a miscarriage between them. I have type 1 diabetes, so I had very high-risk pregnancies. And then after a little while, I realized that all of those pieces of my puzzle became something that would help me become a really good space holder for these women. And it's just something that excited me. You know, when you feel that you're like working with a particular population and you feel really engaged and motivated to learn more and to help and and figure out different tools to fill your own toolbox. And it's just a really rewarding world. I went to Catholic school, as did my sister. We always joke that we learned like basically nothing about fertility (laughs) and pregnancy other than, you know, you could look at a boy and get pregnant and it's it's not that easy for a lot of women. So we had built a program together that really focused on that preconception program. And the first part of that we called super sex ed. It was like really just teaching people the basics that they probably should have learned in high school, but didn't. And we try to make it, you know, definitely based in evidence and factual and educational, but approachable and not intimidating. And it's just something that I continue to find that I really love doing. So obviously the fertility world then becomes the pregnancy world, hopefully. And then that becomes the postpartum world. And you start to see all of the places where our current medical system just isn't able to provide the full support. And that's where that pelvic floor physical therapy piece came in. I mean, I didn't know after I had my first kid that it wasn't like just sort of a rite of passage to to sneeze and your pants a little bit um, until I met a pelvic floor PT. And I'm like, nobody told me this. How can I help you share this information? Um, So yeah, I love it. And of course, now I've been doing this long enough that a lot of those women are transitioning into the perimenopausal world. And I'm finding myself really 
passionate about that piece of the puzzle too. I just think we don't know enough about our own bodies. So yeah. yeah, it's so important. And I applaud the work that you're doing. And, you know, we're seeing more and more pelvic floor physical therapists popping up around here and fertility acupuncturists who are fertility specialists. And, but we need more. And so I always love to know this work is happening. You spoke earlier about some of this, the current services that Indigo Wellness Group offers. So acupuncture, psychotherapy, pelvic floor therapy. You spoke that, you know, people, providers were finding you and reaching out. And this is something that's so beautiful about wellness centers that I see over and over again. When you put the intention behind the type of care that you want to give to the community or specific population, then all of a sudden, right, feels like out of nowhere, the providers come and find you and want to be part of this. And so in that, how did you decide which services to add at which time? You know, because maybe you were contacted by multiple providers and chose to hire a specific modality. So what was your reasoning and sort of process there? Yeah, I think I first like look at our patient and client population and I, I, I ask myself if it's something that I think they could need and would need and would want. But there's so much more to that. I think sometimes it is I have learned over the years that the the you know, providers who we bring in need to be really skilled and kind of top of their game too, but they also have to kind of fit our our vibe a little bit. And that's taken me a little while to figure out like what that looks like. A lot of it's just intuition. And I think as an acupuncturist, and I maybe you can relate to this too, but like anybody in these sort of healing and taking care of people fields, like it, it is something, a skill that we hone over time, sort of like intuition when you're trying to figure out what's going on with somebody, especially when you're reading between the lines. And so I've learned to kind of like lean into that a little bit where I feel like if, if I can picture this service and this person as part of our team and my gut instinct is saying like, make this happen, then I figure out how to make it happen. And that might be looking like, okay, I really only have a little bit of free time in the clinic right now. Like, why don't we start with this and sort of see what happens? But it has also looked like completely onboarding somebody and say like, let's do this. Like, especially if they're leaving something else and they're ready to jump in and they're feeling really confident about it. So yeah, there has not really been a plan, but as we've grown and to your point, it is a little bit of like a, if you build it, they will come feel the dreams mentality Mm -hmm. and people are coming now I'm starting to get a little more strategic about like, what are the pieces of our pie that are missing? And how do we find that? Or how do we create relationships even outside of our team? You know, lab work for for one, like we have now relationships with primary care providers who are on board with what we're trying to do and are willing to, you know, create a system with us where we can sort of ask them, hey, could you check this out for us? And obviously it's not our scope, but like we, we know enough and we see enough to think maybe this person needs their thyroid looked at before we go too far with acupuncture. So yeah, that's sort of a long answer to your question, but there's not, not really a plan or a strategy currently. There's just a clear understanding of who we're serving and what their needs are. Yeah. And foundationally, that's most important. You know, why are you doing what you're doing? And you have that you have that piece. This is Katie from Jane, your all-in-one practice management software. Thanks for following along with me while I shared all about Jane Payments and the full suite of features we offer to help you save time, money, and a whole lot of admin work. 
Although the payments landscape can feel a bit tricky, the path to getting started with Jane is a pretty straightforward one. To get from A to B, we recommend booking a one-on-one -on -one demo. This is a nice way to see Jane's payment features in action. If you like what you see, you can sign up for a new Jane account. Don't forget to mention the show for a one-month grace period as you settle in. Last but not least, don't forget to turn on Jane Payments. If you need a hand, you can reach out to our team, or you can learn how over at jane.app forward slash payments. In the same vein, like if you could go back in time, what advice would you give your younger self regarding building your practice? I think trusting that this is, that what I'm doing is valuable and has a place in in the landscape of healthcare these days. I mean, as an acupuncturist now, it's a little bit easier and more accepted, but even eight years ago, it wasn't quite that way. And I was really intimidated by other providers. And if people were interested in joining, I was like flattered to the point of like <laughs> wanting to open the door. And now I'm, I'm realizing that at, in some of those conversations, that like gut feeling that I had that wasn't rooted in like, yes, this is a great fit for me and the business, like that I needed to listen to that a little bit more. So again, that's that intuition piece, really getting more clear on kind of like my mission, my value and the business's mission and values, which aren't, are mostly the same, but like there's a bigger thing here with the business. Yeah. Not being too scared too. I'm really okay these days with throwing something at the wall and seeing if it sticks when it comes to marketing and business. And we're, we're doing retreats now, we're doing online courses and we've had failures, but those used to really scare me and keep me away from trying things. And now I'm like, well, it's part of it. And I learned so much from this opportunity or this experience. So that's growing up too, I think. Mm -hmm. Your co-founder is your sister, a dietitian. How does it feel to work with family and how does your, how do your skill sets complement each other and, and really contribute to the success of your clinic? It's truly the best and it's such a gift. And I know that people are like, what? That is wild. But we, you know, we were super close anyway. We're two of four siblings. I also have a twin sister and then we have an older brother and we always really liked working together on projects, on things, you know, I mean, even going back to, to childhood. So it has felt for the most part, really easy. We complement each other in a lot of ways. I really like to like throw ideas out and I like to try things and she's a great sounding board for me for that. And when things are tough, she also is able to sort of like cut through whatever noise is going on in my head and, and help give me a plan. And, and I'm able to do that back for her. You know, if it's a tricky email that you need to respond to, like we have each other to lean on and we have, we have this deep relationship that I think makes it really special. I know because I've talked to other people in similar positions that that's not always the case. Um, so maybe we just are lucky to have each other that way. But I think it's such a gift because I also know that she's around for the long haul. And we have, you know, we have tricky conversations sometimes, like what would happen if this happened? Or I need some help here. How can you step in? But uh, she's just the best. So that helps. I love that so much. And I have two daughters who are young, but I have this like, yeah, myself, I have two brothers. And so I don't have a sister. And I love my brothers dearly, but we don't have like a sister relationship is different. And I see it in 
in my daughters. And I just have this vision of like, oh, I hope they love working together when they're adults. Like how special would this be? So I just love that for you. <laughs> Thank you. I also have two girls and they like right now, if I say to them, like, you can work together someday, how cool would that be? They're like, no way. And then I show them, like, I have a scar in my hand from my sister's fingernail from when we were five or, you know, five and seven. And yeah. like, we fought too. And I'm sure if you told me this back then, I would have said, no way. But, you know, it is a gift that I hope my girls are seeing too that like mm-hmm. family is really important and you can have these different sort of lenses on relationships too. Absolutely. Um, okay. So you started the company, your, your boots on the ground, you're obviously wearing a lot of hats for the company. I think our listeners always want to know, like, how do you delegate things? Do you delegate things? How do you manage the day to day? Are you seeing patients? Like, how do you decide what to take on yourself and what to give to others? Yeah, I, when I was a a producer on the like commercial music video side of things, I had a boss once who said like, you know, it is just a matter of physics. At some point, the more balls you try to juggle, the more you're going to drop. So you've got to figure out like, which balls aren't yours or which could be somebody else's to help you out. And I go back to that a lot. But I also, I think about the like Marie Kondo style of like organizing your life. I think about that myself as a business owner too, like, what are the things that I do that really do spark joy and that I really love doing? And what are the things that I'm not that good at, or I don't really feel that way about? And then who on our team can fill in or who's interested in filling in? Or what do I need to get off my plate? Because it actually is just like an energy suck that isn't necessarily worth that. So that's taken a lot of time. And it's a lot of systems. I mean, we're doing this whole systems thing in our practice now where we're like, putting together an employee manual of onboarding people and sort of even our mission and vision. And we're putting it all together in a place um, so that this stuff doesn't have to be on my brain all the time and that other people can, can really learn if they're, if we continue to grow at this pace. So I keep the things that I really love doing. And sometimes that is like the layout of things on Canva. I love design. I have that background. So I'm not going to delegate that because I, I like it. But spreadsheets, I love a pretty Excel spreadsheet and I'm not good at them. So I need yep. to have somebody else. And as we continue to look for more support, um, I'm really trying to identify like what those other pieces that are missing are and who can we find to do that and own it. And I think everybody wants to be good at their job and own things and feel like they're important. And, and that's such an important piece of the, the staff that we have. Is like I want people to feel that way when they're working here. I want them to feel as good coming into work as we want our patients to feel coming in. Absolutely. I'm curious, you know, what your approach is to leading your team, you know, kind of what are your strategies to creating that different type of workplace, if you will, a positive experience? Are you foundationally, are you working collaboratively, you know, and how are you approaching that with your team? Well, I think I'm really asking for feedback sometimes and I'm looking for what people are looking for or where they feel like things are lacking as far as support. Because I think if people feel supported, they're going to be doing a good job. And if they don't or they don't feel like they can communicate or or aren't heard, that's where resentments and things start, start to build. So I think that's the piece. I just bought, got a book from a library called like Plan, being a plan B manager or a type B manager. And I just started reading it. And I'm like, I think that is me. I'm not type A. If anything, like I'm not a great 
I'm not a micromanager, but I'm not a great job. I'm like, everybody's grown up. So just do your job and like do sure. it well. And, and I'm realizing yeah. like people actually do need some t- more type A people really do need a checklist of what to do. So it's something I'm constantly working on. I feel like so far I've just, I've just figured it out as I've gone along, but I think it's all about communication and trust and support and knowing that like, I don't want to say that we're building a family. Like there's a professional boundaries between people on our team. But in the last year, a lot of members of our team have gone through tough stuff. And I think that everybody feels like they can kind of lean on each other for support, like emotionally, but also in their own healthcare journeys. Like, what do you think about this? And it's been really nice to see this sort of this this web or network that we've built internally. Yeah. I feel like that is really the piece that makes wellness center is unique and the, and multidisciplinary teams where we understand each other differently than other people in our life. And there's a different layer of support, again, keeping professional lines, but to have another layer of support where we, we understand when there's those tough cases that the other person is working on and that they need some support. Whereas their spouse at home might not and probably doesn't understand what that feels like, right? Or they're going through their own health struggle and their colleague is, is in a different discipline, but understands what that might be like and can maybe even give them some great care. So it's one of my favorite things about wellness centers. Me too. Okay. So what's next for Indigo Wellness Group? Are you, you know, what's in the vision forward? You know, I'm not sure. I've been asked this a few times recently about other locations. And I don't know that I really, I don't know that I have the bandwidth for that. So I'm kind of checking in myself on like what I, what I would really love to do. And I love the education piece. I really love working with my sister on the like kind of East meets West wellness in the nutrition landscape. So we've considered doing some trainings for other providers in that we've done a lot of um, like corporate wellness talks, which are really fun too, especially when it's on topics that people don't feel like they know that much about. We are hosting some retreats. I'm actually up in Vermont right now at a retreat center that we're checking out for a fall. Um, we're going to call it a wow weekend, a weekend of wellness where it, it incorporates a lot of the things that we, you know, we love and, and what we teach our patients and clients, but in a really supportive and, and fun way. So great, healthy food, fun movement, good yoga, meditation, and in a very approachable and down to earth way. So being up here and being able to travel a little bit and like meet other people outside of the area is something I'm finding super fun. So maybe we'll take that further. But right now I feel like we've done a lot of growth and moved some to both offices in the last year to new locations. So it's time to sort of take a deep breath and like see what the path forward looks like. Yeah. Take some time to settle and enjoy what you've built. Your retreat sounds amazing. Your wow weekend. Is this something that the public can sign up for? And if so, how did they find you? Yeah, absolutely. It will be in October in Bridgewater Corners, Vermont um, at the OQ Farm. And we are launching our like sign up page for it next week. So if you get on our mailing list at indigowellnessgroup.com or reach out on Instagram, we're pretty active there. We would be happy to send you the waitlist link so you can get on that. But yeah, if you're looking for just like a weekend away, take care of yourself or really to be taken care of 
in a time in which you'll also be given tools to take home and take care of yourself better, then come join us. It's a really fun group. Uh, we have a fun yoga teacher joining us and we're going to do, you know, explore this beautiful land too, which is so restorative. That sounds amazing. Like a wonderful resource. Sarah, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Kendall. I love what you're up to and following along. And it's just been such a nice community to connect with other people. I always say there's no guidebook for this. So to be able to have, you know, people like you to reach out to has been such a gift for me too. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. Plus, if you do have time, please subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show. That will help other people find us. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.